The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Dave Craig Jr., you can't turn me all that far down. I might not be there yet. Oh, that's much better. We're at GMIGS tonight, Valley Junction, West Des Moines. It's three Thursday. Minutes, three minutes till tip-off. Three minutes tip-off. Hawks and Badgers in Wisconsin, Madison. Coming up here at the top of the hour, of course, uh, that's why we're at GMIX, because we're, we want to we watch TV. <laughs> Back at the Foundry next week, unless, uh, at Foundry Distilling, unless... Iowa-Nebraska. Iowa-Nebraska happens to pop up. That will probably be scheduled sometime next week as a uh, makeup for the postponed game earlier this year. So we'll see how that goes. Earlier today, the Iowa women with a victory um, over Penn State at home. They win it... Uh, Oh, wait, what was the final score of that? Hold on. Uh, more to less. Well, they won by 28. Now all I know is this. Is, uh, they were down They were down by 11 at halftime. They, they outscored them 29 points in the second half. 11 for 15 from three in the second half. And Caitlin Clark had her 17 points in the fourth quarter. Got her eighth game over 32 for the year. Um, ten, and, uh, ten time Big Ten freshman, freshman of, of the week. week. Yeah, again, Four yes. Four times. She was only co. You realize she's only been the national co-freshman of the co-freshman of the week twice, which was one of the last week for her thirty-nine point uh, performance up in Nebraska. But think about that. I mean, so seriously, there there's a bunch of other freshmen out there that they're honoring around the country that are better well, you than her. Spread it around. Okay, I suppose so. She is, uh, as we said, had uh, been named to the Wooden Award uh, mid-season list, which puts her in the top twenty-five collegiate players right now as she just continues to pour in points. And uh, Kate Martin with 19 uh, today as well. So Bluter's team goes to 12-6, and 8-6 and six on the year. And according to Charlie Creme de la Creme. Who? Charlie Cream, Charlie Creme. He's, he's ESPN's women's bracketologist. Okay. He's got them as a nine seed right now, but they're they're firmly in right now, not anywhere near the bubble of any kind. So, Pardon my snicker. Yeah, I know. Um, in any case, uh, good for them. Uh, they're on the road at at ranked Indiana on Saturday. We'll see how that goes. Men, of course, underway now after uh, as they get uh, things going here in Madison after uh, a victory not only last week against Rutgers, but uh, then coming back with a really nice, nice, just absolutely wonderful pounding of Michigan State on the road on uh, Saturday afternoon, 88 to 58. Uh, the worst home loss for Tom Izzo in his career, uh, the most Iowa's ever won by up there. And the last time they scored that many points was in 1993 after the uh, death Chris of Chris Street. Street. Yes. That, and that was, was an a, overtime. Yeah, double overtime came. So uh, 88 points was a lot. And the thing that was super encouraging about that was there was no C.J. Frederick that night, that uh, afternoon on Saturday. And Luca Garza only had eight. It was like this giant streak of double-digit games that ended, and Iowa still scored 88 points. So, um, you know, the, the 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 crazy part about this team that you forget is they're leading the country in the offensive adjusted offensive uh, numbers. CJ Frederick puts in his first shot of the game, which is good. Got which him is uh, code for <clears throat> CJ Frederick is playing. He's playing, um, <clears throat> but I, apparently, in since they've been keeping the adjusted offensive stat there's only been two teams who've ever had one higher than what iowa's at right now and those teams both won the national championship is that right yes who were those teams i want to say it was a i want to say it was a duke team and i can't remember the other one caker right. had it the other day we can ask him well i guess we're gonna I think we're, we're not gonna, gonna ask we're him gonna tonight. forgo caker tonight aren't we yes let him watch the ball game four but, three <clears throat> 
but uh, they are uh, on a record pace in terms of that's how many points you get per possession of the game. Do you know that record pace was first brought to light by the great Jim Duncan at the Drake Relays? Come on, he's side. They're on record pace. One, one lap into the 4x4 four four mile relay. <laughs> one lap in. One lap in. 16 to go, but they're on record pace. Somebody's out of the gate quick. <laughs> and they're, they're on a record pace. Oh, Luca just getting hammered down. I finally got a call. Um, anyway, this is a big game, and I, I, it, it, I mean, this I, is a huge game. This is, here's here's the problem. We keep saying that, right? Because every game appears to be a huge. game. Well, it is when you. It, it reminds me of Valentine's Day. It's a huge day. If you do not do it right, do you take care of business? Oh yes. I mean, uh, gift wise, uh, card wise, yes. Um, you know. For virtually every aspect of the metric of Valentine's Day. You you were a winner. You came up thumbs up. With the exception of one. <laughs> but I don't, you know. I don't. <laughs> it was okay. It was a great day. We had a great day. But this is essentially a Valentine's Day moment for the Hawks. Do you read Chad, <laughs> Li- do you read Chad Listikow's? What? Keep you, going, keep going. I want did to you see. read Chad Listikow's <laughs> article about the Bohannons. This is the ninety third game that a Bohannon has yes. played at the Cole Center. This, of all the places that they love, this is it. Joe Wieskamp dumps in a three. Iowa up nine to three now. That's a nice start. You know what? So here's the, already. There's a couple things you can say. Yes. So I don't want to leave that. Great article about the Bohannons and Wisconsin. And by the way, uh, they'd have had all of them. If it weren't for the fact that Alford apparently uh, got his panties in a bunch which, again, and which didn't, does not surprise no, me in the least, they say the fact that uh, that uh, Jason way back in the day, which was a guy you clearly wanted to have play, just Wisconsin and Stanford and Alford said, "Fine, then don't come back." And he, he wanted to go. He he was going to Iowa. He, he was, was going to Iowa, such and he ended up a D. It's one way to put it. I'm not sure which D you're standing for. But I'm pretty sure it's there's douche. there's different. Okay, there's different ones available. Uh, but Jordan ended up without any other offers. And Fran- uh, well, that's not true. He had DePaul, I think, and a couple other smaller ones. But he did not have Wisconsin. Luca with another bucket inside. I was starting off hot. Um, Jordan has turned out to be. Is, do you think he's turned out to be the best of those brothers? I mean, statistically, I didn't. I didn't pull up to look. Statistically, he is. Um, he's also played more games than all of the rest, I think, probably combined. You know, the kid who went to uh, Northern Iowa was a was a really good basketball player. Um, different level. But, you know, honestly, I think I always thought that um, the first one was really good. Jason. Jason. I did, too. When I, when I saw him at the state tournament, I was like, oh, we got to have that kid. We got to have that kid, and then I was couldn't figure out why he didn't want to be an Iowa Hawkeye. Steve well, Alford. now we know why, because <laughs> Steve Alford was the coach, and you would never suggest to Steve Alford that things aren't exactly the way he want he wants them to be. But it, at the end of the day, here's the thing about Jordan Bohan, and and he gets a Trump, he gets as much grief as any current player, probably more. He also brings it on himself a little bit. He also responds to it. Absolutely. As it comes. Jordan's a grown man now. Okay? I was in Arizona five years ago. 
when he hit the shot against Wisconsin uh, nine seconds ago. The big four years ago, but okay, no, it was five seventeen. It was five seasons ago, two thousand seventeen. I don't care what you're telling me. 18, 19, 20. Okay, I see what you're, I see what you're 17, saying. 17, yeah. 18, 19, 20, 21. That's yeah, five. So I guess he... Yes. That's right, he didn't play last year. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, five seasons... I was in Arizona with Dubs watching the game. And so we go to, the, we go to a uh, local establishment. And, of course, you know, they're watching women's volleyball. And we're like, okay, dude, you got to change the channel. <laughs> so he changes the channel, puts on the Hawks, and it was on. It was a ESPN game, and it was it was a really really great. It was like his first great moment, mm-hmm. uh, where he hit that shot to put the Hawks up two, and then they held on and and beat Wisconsin, a ranked Wisconsin team at the time. Iowa was not ranked. Jordan's had so many great moments. Throughout throughout his career, and you you can't downplay the threes, the points, the assists, all of those things. He's frankly he's a great Iowa Hawkeye. He really is. He's boisterous. Well, from a statistical standpoint, he's going to be at the top of the book for a lot. So the there's reason, that. But the then from that, an, the reason yeah. that people complain about him is because he seems he's just settles. He's been here forever. Right, and, and if he doesn't perform one day the way that he has some other days, they're like, well, he's finished, and he's right, over, right? Right, right, he's over, yeah. whatever. Jordan is a integral part to this basketball team, whether he scores or not, whether whether he makes shots or not, he's, he's a key component to this team that we have right now that we think, I think, still has an opportunity to do great things. Uh, into the month of March. Well, key component uh, over the last couple of weeks, and certainly last Joe week, Wieskamp. was Joe Camp, Big Ten Player of the Week. 26 uh, and 20, 26 against uh, Michigan State. The or, I'm sorry, 26 against Rutgers, 21 against Michigan How State. How is he not the Player of the Week in the country? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get it anymore half the time. Uh, he's 26 for his up. Uh, Sorry, after tonight. So he's 27 for his last 46 from three. That's good. That's pretty good. That's 68, really good. 69 percent, yeah. something like that. You know. Um, and the other guy that has grown it's into 50, his role, 52, 26 for 50. So you add a little bit. Yeah, probably close to 60. Okay. Um, Luca three. Bang. Got it. Boy, Hawks are uh, come out of the gate well here. Uh, up 14 to three. The, the one big thing I was going to say about this game was Iowa needs a fast start because Wisconsin's not the greatest scoring team. And if uh, if Iowa gets a fast start, can hold Wisconsin down a little bit, they'll frustrate them. I don't know the Badgers are a team that are going to come back from a big deficit. We'll see, obviously. You know, but. one of the things that I've liked, in, and as one of our friends here at the Hawkeye Huddle here at GMAG has mentioned, the Hawks are playing really good defense. And you... Fran decided to go back to playing man to man for the most, not and, cha- the, and challenged him and said, "Look, and, if we we have to do this, so you got to play better. You got you've got to play man. We have to be in a guy's face. We can't leave wide open corner threes." And the next thing you know, all of a sudden, uh, we're holding Michigan State to fifty eight points when they had seventy eight at Carver. And and so the opportunities beget themselves. And my friend Bruce, who owns this uh, wonderful establishment with George, 
has said, you know, the Hawks' best defense is when the other team misses shots. Well, that's true, but it's a lot easier to miss shots when guys are in your face. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and they have been better, st- even statistically, the last couple of games. Actually, the Indiana game was not terrible. They didn't score very well in that game, and that was the, the real problem. And I thought the other day it looked like Luca was tired. He certainly doesn't look tired tonight. He's making a few more things. Oh, they call it travel on him there. Um, but I, I think that uh, I, I think you're right. It's it's looked better. There's been better better uh, coverage. They've rotated better. Is it ever going to be great? I don't know. I will say this. Here's the one thing they can control because they've proven it and better since that Michigan first Michigan State game is the rebounding. Yes. They gave up so many offensive rebounds against Michigan State and darn near lost that game a couple of weeks ago, and it was terrible. Since then, they've had more energy in their games, even in the games they've lost, and their rebounding has been better. And the other day, it was fabulous. And Tom, Tom Hilly even came out uh, uh, somewhere in the last couple of days and said, hey, you know, i got to give credit to Iowa. I want to go back and say, you know, I've watched the tape, and Iowa just outplayed us in because the officials and whatnot, he did some some uh, compliment to Iowa for the way they played. Well, the and day. if you follow me on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle, you you would know that I actually the Hawks beat him so bad that Izzo quit bitching about the officiating. Yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. The other guy that we want to mention before we get too far. Well, there were a couple good stories the other day, uh, but Jack Nunji came in and gave him 18 points because Luca got foul trouble. He wasn't hitting his shots. And Jack Nungy came in and played really well again. He's taken some of those steps forward. I don't know that at any point in time he's going to be a dominant player next year. But when he's the guy, when he's all you've got on the floor for your bit, and he's on the floor right now, by the way, he actually can make some things happen once he makes up his mind. You know, an interesting stat about uh, plus-minus, which is a big deal, is Nungy's worst plus-minus is when he and Luca are both on the floor. When he's on the floor as the only big guy, his plus-minus goes through the roof. Makes sense because Luca's going to get a lot of those a lot of those touches inside, and you're going to be making Jack find ways to the to the hoop. One of the things that uh, the other guys that uh, popped up the other day. So let's uh, I, I proposed, and I believe we should let's have our, our our weekly one minute segment on how bad Connor McCaffrey is, um, <laughs> because he started off that game at Michigan State. He missed a three point shot. He turned the ball over. And he fouled the guy, and then his guy scored two baskets. And I was like, oh, here we go again. 90 seconds in. Then he went out and made four three-pointers and had a couple of layups, backdoor layups, played really good defense, got a couple of rebounds, and suddenly it was his best game of the year. And it wasn't even close. Now, here's what they did with him the other day, though, that makes a lot more sense. A ton more sense, right? Oh, geez, Hawks having a tough time getting bored there. Well, that ball was tipped out. There they go. Um uh. But uh, one of the things that makes a lot more sense is if you have somebody else playing the point, feeding the ball to Luca, then Connor's guy has to be the guy that doubles. Now Connor can slide to the corner and get a backdoor cut. For my a layup, fa- my right? favorite play was when he went right down the middle. Luca found him for an easy layup right down the middle of the lane. I was like, that's a beautiful play. And it's so much better when you see that versus him standing out top, feed the ball into Luca, and all the guys that were anywhere near Connor, Connor go double and triple Luca because they know he can't shoot a three-pointer. Right, right? because if you if you have Look, Joe or, or Jordan or CJ. They can't do that, right? Right. They, they have if, to go back out. If they out. feed and they leave leave them open, then they're obviously open for a good three. So Wisconsin back to 14-10 to 10 after I opened my mouth about how they 
can't come back. But yeah, it was a good. It's it a good start. It's a so. good start to this basketball game. It's been a great start to the Hawkeye Huddle so far. Someday I hope I hear uh, music and Luca with the with the jam. Luca with the jam. Dickie V, I'm sure, is going crazy on the. Uh, yeah, we don't have. We can't hear him right now. Um, so this team, we'll get. We got other stuff to look at, but this team. Uh, number 11 in the AP. They're playing number 21 tonight. Number 7 in the net. Number 4 in Ken Palm. Okay. Does Ken Palm matter in the uh, Apparently it matters a little. Right? Okay. It's I don't I don't know, but I, I think it does matter a little bit. Um, but so out came the NCAA rankings the other day. It's nice to see Iowa in those top six teams. Yep. Let's get to that when we come back. Because let's talk about the NCAA tournament where the Hawks might end up. We come back here on the Hawkeye Hull, 1700, the team. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G-Migs in Valley Junction, West Des Moines. It's taco night. Thursday taco night. Thursday. It, it's actually pretty full in here tonight. It's good to see the, uh, the, the place all full again. Uh, come on down and uh, join everybody here as we watch the Iowa Hawkeyes in Wisconsin. Iowa up 20 to 10 on the road in Madison right now. And uh, we'll be here for, of course, another hour after the show to uh, finish out watching us At Iowa least. basketball game. At least. Well, we have been known to stay later after Iowa and Iowa win. Uh, we've got Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Bruce's team, St. Mary's. On tap tonight. after that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, not too bad. Um, we were talking about the NCAA basketball. Right. So. So, outcomes. You know they they're doing their brackets now, where the committee is putting out a a pre. It's it's a show thing, right? It's it's advertising. It's a television show. So they come out, and Iowa is the thirteenth seed according to them. But because the because you can't have in the in the four regions, you can't have two teams that are from the same conference in those top four seeds, unless you have five teams as such. Patrick Iowa McCaffrey with yeah. the finish. Iowa was relegated to the 16th line. So they get bumped down to where they would be playing Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Now, that means that the only thing that means is that Illinois, Michigan or Ohio State need to play so poorly in the next few weeks that they get knocked out of of the the, the top 16 or Iowa is screwed. If Iowa doesn't fill, finish no, ahead no, of them. No, no, no. No, no, yes. no, no, no. No. 100% wrong. I suppose if they go to the two line, then that's maybe, where right, Iowa yeah. need. That's where Iowa needs to get. We need to get to the two. Well, so there's five. There's five Big Ten teams that should be in the top three lines. Five. Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Ohio State. You're gonna give it Wisconsin? No. Maybe. No. So those four all should be in the top three lines. But fine. Even it, so, if Iowa is in the top three lines, so there's, they will there's be placed opposite of those other teams. So it depends on where they where you start ranking those teams. But none of those teams will be in the same regional. None of those teams will be in the same regional. So I so you're right. So here's the interesting thing: we were reading an article yesterday um, about how Iowa has with with the losses they have and the way things have gone, they're going to have to pretty much. I don't know if no, I agree with not, they, they don't have to win. They out. have to win out to get a two. They're not, and they have to lose out to get anything less than a five. They're probably in a lock for a five position if they just play 500 basketball the rest of the way. A five. Maybe a four. Probably a four. 500 basketball the rest of the way. Probably a four. Maybe a five. 
and they could move up to a three with some, with some good wins so the rest of the way. So let me ask you this. A two you, if you win the Big Ten championship, would, maybe. Would you rather, if they win the, if they win out and win the Big Ten champ, championship, they're, they're, for, they're for sure well, then the, you, the, that, number, yes. the best number two. The, at if, that point, If yes. not a one. I agree. And I, I, so I think the article that I was reading was a look, I'm trying to remember who it was by, is a little bit discounting what, what that would mean, right? What it would mean to actually do what he was suggesting is you would have beaten all these teams ahead of you, right? You'd beaten Ohio State, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin again. I mean, it, it's just, it was kind of a silly article, but suggesting that Iowa the, was the probably fact, locked into I, a three through five is probably about right. I See, I, I so disagree with that. And, and you're usually right on this uh, tournament business far more than I am. I just don't understand how all of a sudden you decide, well, there's too many good Big Ten teams, so we've got to put one. But they can't be the 13th because that's going to put them here. So we've got to move them against Gonzaga. I found that to be a baseless, silly, I don't know where that came from, rule that makes no sense. It says back so, in the day there was three Big Ten teams in the Final Four. There was three Big East teams. Right. right. Well, that's Final their point is that they would say, well, we're going to spread all – they're trying to spread out all the teams from the same conference. But who the heck cares? It should be – you should get your seeding, right? If you're the 13th best team, you get the 13th best seed. That's it, right? If, if you're I the – if. You, Regardless of where Michigan sits, and oh, by the way, they still haven't played anyone. The best game they had was against Wisconsin. They came back and beat them. And I, so I listened to Clark Kellogg at halftime of that game. Of course, you did. I was doing a little painting in the basement, and I'm I'm listening. And Clark Kellogg says, "Well, these teams like Michigan are not. They're not going to have it held against them that they weren't able to play games." And uh, people who can't see me, shocked face right now. What? What? So you're telling me that Michigan should have just shut it the heck down and not played another game because they were a num- they were the number two team in the country. They're the number two. Right, they did it in football. Right, just shut it down because why would you play again? You've already been handed this spot, and, and you won't be penalized for not playing again. What? That is the most. I, I'm sorry. Here it comes. It's, it's it's called an asinine thing to think. It's sort of say. it's sort of like being born into the royal family. Because you reached a, a point, and eventually you'll be king. <laughs> but but it doesn't matter if no one else dies. You're you're still going to be king some point. It, it, it was it was the dumbest. It is the dumbest argument. It's unbeyond yeah, yeah, comprehensible. Now, Michigan may win a lot more games, and that that's point is moot, right? Hey. Let, but, let but, them play. But and I'm happy. You to, I can't wait right. to watch Iowa play them on February 27th. Yeah. Well, if you are suggesting to me right now that Michigan only play the games left on their schedule, not the ones that need to be jammed in there, and they come up having played ten games less than everybody else in the country, and they're still on that number one line, that's wrong. That's just wrong because they so don't where are you deserve put it. them on the 16 line. You, uh, I don't know. You drop on them. The eight. You do drop them because they don't have the number of wins that everybody else does. Can I, can I give you a great circumstance? And this is pulling it back. Cincinnati had the best team in the country, and, and their best player, who, with whom I cannot remember his name, he was power forward, blew his knee out in the conference championship game. And they went from the one line to the two. Because I remember Cor- the, uh, Corliss. Well, that yeah, guy was. Uh, nah, that nah, guy was Cor- Arkansas. Cor- Corliss, Corliss Williamson. Williamson. He was Arkansas. Same type guy. I know exactly. Yes. yes. Yep. And and that dude got hurt, 
and they went from the one to the two. And Hug, I, I want to say Huggins was a coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he he's like, I don't understand anything that the NCAA does when it comes to seating. We've got another three for Wieskamp. We've got one of the best teams in the country, and uh, just because our guy got hurt, all of a sudden you're going to put us down the two line, which is on a road to the Final Four. I'm sorry, that was no, they did go that out. was as close to a. They did go out and lose right away. Well, they I were, mean, I, but yes, it was it was ridiculous. They had earned it by the number of games they had won. It's like the year yes. Michigan or uh, Wichita so, State got a one, and they put Kentucky at the eight. Yep. Hey, oh, by the way, here's what you here's get. Here's the defending national champions, and you got to play them in the second yeah, round. Yeah, here's what you get. Yeah. I mean, the NCAA, every time these committees try to tell us that they don't pick the matchups based on. Uh, based on trying to, trying to make something interesting, they don't pick the matchups based on history. They're lying through it's their teeth. It's a bunch of hoo-ha. They're lying through their teeth. And so, in any case, did that, did that count? That didn't no, count on fell the on the floor. 25-13 Hawks with six minutes to go here in the first half. It should be known we're not broadcasting. No, we're game. not. Just giving you a little bit of a little bit of extra. So, a um, little football. Hawks got a commitment today. I thought it was yesterday. Well, maybe it was yesterday. Caden Crawford, defensive end slash linebacker out of Kansas. Lansing, Kansas. A lot of people thought he was going to K-State. Had offers from Nebraska, Minnesota, and Okie State, but he's chosen the Iowa Hawkeyes, which is a really cool thing. And uh, we'll see. I, I, I wanted to really wish we could get a, a, a night where we have Tom Kickert able to come on with Maybe us. Maybe next week. Yeah, if we're lucky. Uh, because I want to talk a little bit about the transfer uh, portal and how that's working and who Iowa might be interested in. I know there's a defensive lineman from Air Force. I see they started following the kid from uh, running back from Tennessee that uh, they, they followed the tweets of a kid who, from Tennessee who's in the portal now. But here was an interesting thing that's, that I saw out there today on Tom's website. 72% of the kids that have entered the portal are still looking for a home. Now, originally, I thought to myself. This sounds like a bad orphanage. It kind of is. Originally, I thought free agency. Aren't there Catholic schools out there that will take these well, kids? Well, they'll take them in. Now, whether they're going to be happy with their living situation or not, <laughs> I don't know. The point is that all these guys are I guys. Saw Boystown. These guys. <laughs> these guys are, for all intents and purposes, they were four and five star, maybe three star guys who think they should be playing more, so they're leaving their current school. The problem is, many schools already have guys who are listed as first string, like Iowa. Who is going to? Who is a really good Who's running back? Who's going to usurp Tyler Goodson? Yeah, exactly. Think kid from Tennessee thinks, I'm, "Oh, I'll go there. I won't play right away. I'll wait my turn there now and play after Tyler Goodson's gone." No, it's not going to happen. If you if he, he's he, you you better have the right attitude. Um, the the it, only guys that should ever come to Iowa, it's like a hundred of them, in, are, are, in, a, in a transfer situation, are offensive or defensive linemen or a really good linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Unless you're, really, unless you're a fullback, and even then, I don't think it's going to work because uh, the mullet, Luca Garza, with a feed from three. Uh, CJ. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. That's the, that's the position where you can work your way in right away, regardless of who's in front of you, right? If there's an AJ Epinesa there, probably not. But every every other, there's always somebody to be plugged in. There's always a spot. Guys get hurt. There's all. But you're not going to cut. You're not. We're not going to get a transfer quarterback to come you, from to Iowa. You, you not going to happen. Well, you could, but you could all, actually the other place you, you you could come in and transfer, uh, 
Luca in a heat check, <laughs> and he still got An- it. Another three for him after Wisconsin had hit a three. 31-18 Hawks, uh, four. 4.30 to go in the first half. By We're the not- way, it was 42 points behind Roy Marble coming into the night for all time. I don't think he's getting it all tonight. Uh, well, he, he's. I think he's got 17 right now. Do you? Yes. I thought. He I had, know he's got 17. I thought he had, oh, you do? Yeah. I thought he had 13. Uh, he had 11 going into the last break. That's two threes in a row. I, my math is pretty that, bad. but yeah. Well, no, your math occasionally is good, especially so, when they put it on the TV. Here's, a, here's my point. Wide receiver would be the only other place where a guy could potentially transfer in, much like Oliver Martin did. Yeah. And it didn't work for him, did it? <laughs> How'd that go? I'm telling you. Uh, it's possible, and there are guys who do, like the uh, the kid from Buffalo, right? Came yes. in, right? It, it happens, right? But but he knew what he was coming in. He knew he was going to be the punt returner. He knew he was good at that. And now he's getting an opportunity this coming year to be to a, actually be a starter. To be a star yeah. on the football team at wide receiver. Other note from the football team, the schedule, we didn't talk about this. I think it was right at, like last week. Schedule changed around a little bit for the Big Ten. They came out and they moved a bunch of games around to even things out for who was home and away and home and away. Uh, nothing changes for Iowa on that, playing the same teams home and away. However, some of the dates scheduled. And uh, Wisconsin is now no longer the end of the year. We're back to Black Friday with Nebraska. Which is good because Scott Frost can't shop on that day anyway. It helps. Um, He does does all his shopping on Amazon. There is something to be said for the idea that Iowa and Wisconsin are likely the teams that are vying for the championship of the Big, Big, uh, Big Ten West. And those are the two teams. Heat check. Nope, missed oh. that one finally. <laughs> and uh, something to be said for the fact that game belongs at the end of the year. But Iowa-Nebraska now becoming a, a Black Friday tradition is, is a good thing. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. Yep. And, and it, it's a good rivalry. It's a good game. Um, Iowa never covers, but that who cares? We win. We, but we win. Uh, baseball, schedule finally out for baseball. And as soon as they announce it, Iowa goes into the COVID-19 protocol and pauses baseball operations. Interesting um, message out there today from Ben Norman, kid out of Roosevelt here and a and, uh, good player for the Iowa Hawkeyes, apparently one of the four who tested positive for COVID, saying, hey, uh, the four of us who tested positive, we had it three months ago, so we all already had it. This just in? And the test came back, and we all went and got independent tests, and we don't have it. And we're not sick, but they're, they're not retesting us officially to, to let us play baseball. This just in. The b- entire baseball team went to the summit. I was there. It was a big <laughs> night. It was fun. And they all got it. I, I somehow, <laughs> somehow ma- you didn't get it? managed to not get it. I All I had was the tab. It was no big deal. I'm not sure that's a violation of NCAA I didn't know any of them. Uh, whatever. I just said I'll get theirs. <laughs> well, all of that these is kids false. Are not, these kids are not happy because they, they they shouldn't be happy. They're they're not being allowed to be retested. They have taken an independent test that says they're all not sick. How many college kids have not gotten yet? A good point. And the, it's, at this point in time, I think Matthew is the only college a, kid who's maybe, not got COVID. Maybe. Of course, he lives by himself and he doesn't go out. Didn't much. Ever. Uh, Hawks start against Michigan in Round Rock, Texas on the 5th. 5th through the 7th. Four games against Michigan. Then I think they go up to Minneapolis and they have Minnesota and Ohio State. Are they going to have power in Round Rock, Texas? I don't know. It's a good point. I hope they don't play those games at night and they don't need a scoreboard. Or heat. They'll have it by then. Uh, First home game, 19th through the 21st first uh, home series against Nebraska. All Big Ten games for Iowa this year. No non-cons. 
Uh, no, March 19th. How did they get the snow off the field? That's a good question. They've done it before. Well, part of the field's turf. so that's How did they get the yeah. snow off the turf? I don't know. Well, you take that the big, br- that big brush will, machine. The snow there. in my yard will be don't, there until May. Don't you have the? Oh, they'll figure it out. They'll plow it. And they got the. They got out there. They have groundskeepers that are outstanding in their field, right? <laughs> they'll take care of it. Fair enough. Uh, be interesting to see. Iowa really needed to have some non-conference games to get wins on the on the slate, so they could try to get into the regionals. Now, you've got to beat a bunch of teams in the Big Ten. Michigan's really, the, I think, the only ranked team. And that's who you open up with. After that, how you're going to prove to people you're worthy of an at-large berth is going to be really interesting. No Big Ten baseball tournament either. So they basically... For sure? Can- for sure. They just canned it. Oh, my in God. Favor the Big of- Ten is the biggest freaking it, snowflake it is conference awful. It is awful. in the country. So it is, it is, it's brutal. Wrestling team back on the mat Saturday after their COVID pause against Wisconsin 8 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. And uh, then they're headed. They've only got matchups with Penn State, Northwestern Michigan. They had to give up on. This is their last meet. They're headed into the Big Tens on the 6th and 7th of March. We'll come back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ, real sports talk for real sports fans. Welcome back to the Hawkeye Huddle. Dave Creighton Jr., Brett Ridge here, G Miggs. The only reason I'm ever mentioned first is alphabetical. <laughs> I want to just... thank our great sponsors, AMPM Plumbing. They know plumbing. Get ready. If your pipes burst, although it's the cold snap appears to be over, thank the good Lord. Call AMPM Plumbing for any of your plumbing needs. Join us down here at G Miggs tonight. Watch your Hawks or Saturday, Sunday brunch, 8 to noon. Foundry Distilling, the Alchemy Lounge, where we will be back next week. Next week. And, of course, Stonehawker Realty, Doug Stonehawker, uh, DSMRealEstate.com. That's DSMRealEstate.com. We like to do the home team of the week. We have not looked at the point spreads much here because basketball is so much less fun to do this with than football. But It's virtually impossible. But it is. But if I look at things I, I was looking at tonight. We got Penn State at home. Penn State is at home this weekend. Uh, I'm going to say Hawks by nine. Okay, I don't see what. There, there wouldn't be a line yet. But I'm telling you what the line should be. Okay. Um. Ohio State's at Penn State tonight, and Ohio State is giving up five. Yeah, that game's already going, isn't it? it doesn't know. 7 p.m. Uh, how about your Gonzaga and St. Mary's? You're going to go Gonzaga over 20? Gonzaga in the first half if you can get it in quick. Okay, there you go. I got Michigan minus nine against Rutgers. I'll give them that. That's a home team of the week. For Doug Stonehawker, you want to check out his, his uh, website, dsmrealestate.com. Hey, uh, this weekend he's taken all the people that uh, bought houses for him uh, through him to the movies. So this is one of these things he does. He does Adventureland. He does movies. He's marketing. Well, we're doing that out at the Palms. Do you got to go? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they don't have new run movies on out there. Was that Bang. CJ? CJ, stone cold. CJ Frederick hits the three at the buzzer. Oh, Stone Cold hits the three at the buzzer, Iowa up 36-29. 27. 27 at half. Nine-point lead at the half for the Hawks. Can I say it, Brett? Yeah. Stop the game. Stop the game. <laughs> uh, 
so Luka after this, 17, you're dead on three of four from yep. three. So he probably won't get the 42. That means, gosh, I wish people could be there. Oh. Penn State on Sunday, 4 o'clock is the tip-off. He'll probably get it done on Sunday. He'll probably have another 10 tonight, 27 and 15 on, on Sunday. That probably gets it done. Passes Roy Marble, RIP. For, for the all-time scoring leader in Iowa. That's something. Yep. So that'll be the next big one. Um, I, want, I do want to mention something about Connor McCaffrey because we went over that pretty quick. He said, and by, he, by the way, he just made a driving uh, layup, stuck his shoulder into a guy there, which was nice, avoided taking the open three. At and the went, shot clock. And, right, and went to the hole. It was a nice move. And we went through his stats last week. They were, the last four games had been brutal, right, to the point where he's just not contributing and why he was on the court 22, 23 minutes at a time. It doesn't make any sense. But he had this great game on, on Saturday. And I will say this. He said he was challenged. And, and I, think, um, I, I think people reading at one level saw him say he was challenged by people like me saying bad things you? about him. Uh, people like us, everybody, and the media, right? But that's not what he said. What he actually – so that was, what, that was the headline, right? And then I read the article. What he actually said was he was challenged by guys like Tom Izzo who drop everybody off of him when he gets the basketball. He said he was tired of – understanding that when he got the ball, guys were just letting him shoot. And he needed to prove them wrong. That was what was motivating him to have a, to, to start scoring and to start doing things that were more aggressive. And so I love that, right? You don't need to pay attention to the media pundits. You don't. Do, don't you, you think pay attention to how the other teams play you and disrespect you. I like that. And, and let's put this out there, and, and it should be noted. If there's a smarter basketball player than Connor McCaffrey in the country. I want you to tell me who he is, and I want you to show me how he's contributing to his team in terms of the way that he scores, assists, turnovers, and defends. Connor's not the most athletically gifted kid, but I believe he might be the smartest player in the country. He will be a great coach someday. Um, he certainly has an edge to him. He's got that. I don't think he's quite as fiery as his old man, which I think is actually okay. Um, but the dude gets the game. And in understanding the game, I to me, it, I, think he, I'm, I think I'm right on this. I don't think he coaches basketball. What's he's, he? got an, he's got a major league baseball possibility in front of him. Right? Still? Yeah. He's gonna. He'll be one of the starters to, once he goes and plays baseball. He'll go in and start start be starting. So if he were to get drafted in this upcoming draft, would he forgo next year? Hard to say because there's money with that, right? But it's not like they need a lot of money, right? So I bet he doesn't. I bet he wouldn't. He would still play. Uh, I think he. I think he loves basketball a ton, and obviously college basketball. He's at the highest level. He's in the Big Ten, playing he's, in the top. He, I, th- there's, I don't think you go. He gets to play basketball with his brother. And his dad. And Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't think he does. I, I do think, though, having watched him play, having seen highlights. If the Minnesota Twins drafted you in the third round, would you go? In the third round? Maybe. Right? He's not that high of a draft pick. I, I would I, he can, But he can, I'll tell you what, he's got a gun and he can mash. 
He's got a very, very quick bat. Quick bat, quick bat, right? He's got a quick bat. And that, that bat gets around, generates a lot of speed, and he puts the ball deep. I've right. watched so much Yellowstone, I almost forgot that Kevin Costner was in Bull Durham. <laughs> Isn't he a different actor today than he was? In, I, saw, well, I thought the same thing the other night. I was watching Bull Durham. and I He's thought, old. I thought, you know, Yellowstone is perfect for him now because he gets to kind of grunt his way through it. And he gets to be, you know, thoughtful and thought-provoking again, kind of like you. I liked it. Yeah. You're not through that yet. How are you not through Yellowstone yet? I take my time. It is a big park, I guess. Um, it's ginormous. We on our way out, we mentioned the wrestling squad. I don't think uh, the music might have been up. So they get Wisconsin on BTN this week, 8 p.m. on Saturday. They have Penn State, Northwestern, and Michigan all meets that they had to, to scratch or postpone. They're all listed still as postponed. So there's possible uh, the possibility that they may get a wrestle a little bit more. Could we have you know, a triangular? Well, they may come up with something like that. Big Tens are March 6th through 7th. So if I do my math correctly, we've got a couple weeks in between, right? It, and it's not like these guys aren't going in the wrestling room and wrestling their butts off every day, right? So getting tired is not a problem, right? No. A drain from a long season is not a problem. I think they'll probably pick up a meet somewhere, I hope, uh, just just to get a little bit more in there before they go. They're going to uh, – it's University Park. They're going out to Penn State for the Big Tens. And then two weeks after that, St. Louis for the NCAA uh, uh, men's meet. Where they're going to be a ginormous favorite to win. Assuming, assuming all's well. Well, you know, knock knocking on. on wood. I mean, if you already had your COVID period, aren't you out of it? I guess not if you believe the baseball team. Uh, you keep getting tested. And, and this just tested. in, my senior year girlfriend Did you ever see told it? me that once you're out of the period, you're good. I don't know what to make of that. It's like there was an episode of The Office where they decided to just follow the GPS, and it told them to take a right turn, so they took a right turn and drove into a lake. Even though you kept saying, no, the street's up there. No, it says take a right turn here. That's the way the NCAA, more particularly, that's the way the Big Ten has been on COVID, right? <laughs> these tests. That, it said turn right. The, these tests, which are faulty. It said turn right. And for that matter, Michigan, Michigan, this basketball team, they took this giant pause without yeah. having anybody positive at all. There because, was no because of a volleyball or cricket player or something went home to England. Yes. Has nothing to do with Michigan or Michigan basketball. I'm sorry, but I don't want to get too awful political, but as we all know, I don't I, hey, I believe this, this thing a- has been crazy the way this has been applied. We still currently, by the way, still currently no Zero. Like, you know how many people have died of, of a college age from playing collegiate sports and catching COVID? None. Not one. No, I'm not saying one or two because that would be tragedy. We're talking zero, right? None. Nobody. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is that, that, that this is ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. I can see not allowing family and friends to show up at, at, because you don't want to deal with the li- liability of them, but I these don't athletes wanna, I don't wanna, are not dying. I don't really want to quote the, the great Steve Dace, who's t- taken his firing by Bob Dyer, RIP, for the Marty Terrell, enjoy your time, radio show that he was on. To the, to the blaze with Glenn Beck, and has done a fabulous job, and it, it's it, perfect for him. And yes. all he says is that we are being scammed. Uh, I'll leave it there. I, I, it's time for our foundry distilling less last call of 
the show. Last <laughs> Foundry Distilling Last Call the Show. It, I, it, it feels I feel like, like I, I should probably not only have one more call. I feel like I owe them a reader here somewhere. You know they got event space rental over there at the Foundry? Did do you know you? that? Yes. I do. So uh, if you want to have a fun time, contact Max at the Foundry Distilling Company at foundrydistillingcompany.com. Uh, they'll do a tasting for you. They got leather couches. It's kind of a swanky vibe in there. Max at foundrydistilling.com for an event space rental over there, and, and you'll have a great time with all the different uh, uh, spirits that they've concocted over there. It's really fun. Trust me, Ridge has we, had more than uh, one great time. Last week, again, how long were we there talking Little League baseball? I don't the, know. The poor kid Surin, this was What's like, your la- foundry distilling uh, I said if Iowa, uh, if Iowa scored 70 points tonight, they would win. Well, How many do we have right now? Uh-huh. We had 33 or 35. Uh, yes. I said, if Iowa scores seventy, they win. If they don't score seventy, they lose. That's my that, that's my last call on this. Penn State, no problem on Sunday. Um, I like I like them holding on, obviously here. But uh, you know, I'm a dreamer, so we'll see. And I do believe so that, the last that next time, Thursday the, we'll be playing Nebraska while you and I are sitting here. Probably. So the last time this happened, Hawks were up three against Ohio State. We said they'd hold on. I'm calling it tonight. They're holding on. Hawks by a million. Hawks by a million. Perfect. Thanks to everybody who helped us out in the program today. We got good people back in the studio and around the place on 1700 The Champ. We do appreciate it. Thanks to you for joining us here at G Migs. We'll talk to you next week on 1700 The Champ.